The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> How'd you do this? Show you. Actually, recording any of that? Well, then let's do it now, huh? Let's do it now, huh? Tuesday's squeak is gonna pick up. We have to take Lamb Chop sadly away from Tuesday or remove the part of Lamb Chop. Did you ever watch oh, Lamb she, Chops? I love when she puts the toy on my hand, like, play with me. <laughs> I know. Dad always gets mad yeah. when, like, like Dad doesn't understand. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh. <laughs> I love rolling back at her, and I wonder if she thinks I'm a dog. Toos! Dad hates it when, like, she, you know how, like, she'll, like, come up to you with it and then, like, go away. And he's yeah. like, well, if you want me to throw it, that it's like, no, that's part of it, dumb Yeah, that's part of the, the, the deal. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm, like, playing, like, keep away with you. Like, oh, you can have it. No, wait, no, you can't. So welcome to the Sisters Grimm podcast. I'm Morgan. I'm Holly. And we're here to talk today about Canadian oh, murder. A? Murders. Murders, eh? Yeah. Murders. We love you Canadians, and you're usually super duper nice, and then sometimes you're not. Yeah, we were kind of going on the whole, everyone always thinks that Canadian people are like the nicest and the friendliest, and I'm sure they totally are, but a lot of these like major heinous murders get like hidden in that. Yeah, like I had really never, until I started listening to true crime podcasts and like got really deep into true crime, like reading like every single true crime book that I could get my little tiny stupid hands on because right. my hands are disproportionate to my body. Anyway. Um, and then I learned about, you know, all these cool murders and I didn't really know about very many Canadian ones. Nor did I. Or and if I knew about them, it wasn't like talked about where they are from. Exactly. You like, know, it was more like given like a title, like my first one that I have. Exactly. So we got four murders for like people or stories, I guess, rather four for pretty, you. Honestly, like pretty well known. Uh, I yeah. would say. I would say definitely. Mine are 100% well known, especially yeah. my first one. And yours, I think, are pretty well known. I would, I would say so. Um, they were especially, definitely like ones very like sensationalized by the media. Especially amongst... Our Canadian listeners, and you make up a large part of our group, unless you, you are American and use VPNs. But I don't Which think we understand. I actually don't doing. think that those work, though. So, so I think our Canadian listeners are genuine. Our true Canadians. Yes. From, Thank you, Canada. From the, the, this episode is from, dedicated to all y'all. Yeah. Oh, Canada, my home and native land. True patriot love, and all thy sons commend with love. Okay. <laughs> I do know. I yet. really was feeling that, but I'm glad you didn't know anymore, to be completely honest. I actually know the entire thing. It was weird one time I went, I know you fucking hate segues, but I went to a, a hockey game one time at, at Blackhawks, uh, 
don't go, well, yeah, sure, go Blackhawks, but anywho, walk to a Blackhawks game, and they were playing the some Canadian team, and so they did, like, the Canadian National Anthem, and I stood up and sang along with it, and the person I was with was like, I didn't know you knew all the words to the Canadian National Anthem, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I don't either. <laughs> I didn't know I knew that either. I'm like, wow, that just came out of nowhere. So, um, Morgan is going to start with her. Uh, little, uh, like two little murders. Yeah, her little, little her murders. You know, okay, they're not little actually. You know, they're o- heinous and there. Awful. They're oop there with uh, <clears throat> Mounties and uh, all your maple syrup. Sorry, no. I'm, I'm being... not gonna do that, <laughs> Holly. I'm sorry that I have a superior, a superior Canadian accent to you. Just kidding. Anyway. Let's... All right. So my first killer is the um, Dexter copycat killer. Oh yeah, he was really into show. He so he this guy had a Showtime account for account, sure. Yeah, um, this happened in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Which I don't know if that's like two different places or like a county. I don't really no. know how Canada works. Edmond, Alberta. So that would be like if you had just said Chicago, Illinois, America. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So that's where it happened. Um, usually <clears throat> say the town and then the province. So, um, Mark Twitchell, who was born on the 4th of July of 1979. Weird. The 4th of July is a date, like a big date in one of my stories. Really? Yeah. Like, synchronicity jar. Okay, continue. Um, sorry. And so this is the guy we're talking about. Um, this is all about the killing of John, uh, Brian Altinger, <clears throat> who was 38 at the time. Um, he was working at um, as an oil field equipment manufacturer in 2008 around the time of his um, disappearance. So what's kind of weird is he told his friends that he was meeting up with a girl that he met on plentyoffish.com. Oh. And, you know, they were, like, meeting up. I think Plenty of Fish, I don't know. Okay, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Had you heard of it before? Yeah. yeah, I I know someone who's like dating religious? someone. It, it's no. not a religious one. It just means like like there's plenty of fish in the sea, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't really know if it had religious connotations at all because of the fish. Yeah, because you know, like Jesus, and he like gave out those fish. He had like th- five fish and some bread, yeah. and then it, yeah, you know, that fake story, fake news. So this, I just would like to point out, if you're ever gonna meet someone online, which is totally cool, Tinder is a thing, Bumble's a thing. It just happens nowadays. Always ask for, like, a Snapchat handle or something because you at least get to, like, see the face of the person. Exactly. And, like, talk on the phone first. Do, like, some, like, any kind of, like, a minimum amount of research. And, like, I know especially with, like, women are a lot smarter with this, but, like, guys will, like, if I messaged a random guy on Tinder right now and was like, hey, meet me here, he'd probably come. Oh, no questions would, asked. Oh, he would come. I... And I'm not going to say it because it sounds really bad, but, like, yeah, no, like, there are, I mean, I'm sure there's girls like that, too, but, like... I'm sure, but I think we, as women, no, are just more aware of, honestly, like, how easily we can no, be taken advantage I, of. I would not be, I would say 100% Morgan and I could message five different guys that we've matched with on Tinder right now, tell them to come to where we are, and they would ask zero questions yeah. if we offered them sex, which yeah. is, like, not smart. Not smart. And we so, could totally fucking kill you. We won't because we aren't killers. We are not killers, but we also aren't going to just ask five random dudes to show up here. No, because I actually have a very small apartment and I hate other people. Continue. Um, 
So that happened, uh, I think like a couple days later, maybe a day later or something, um, his friends were getting worried because they all received emails from him saying that this girl that he met up with um, was going to be taking him on a long like getaway vacation to Costa Rica. Huh. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. If I was his friends, I'd be like... I'd be like, why are you emailing me? You never emailed me anything. Wait, what year was... This was in, like, 2008. Yeah, I'd be like, why didn't you text me this, you dumb idiot? Right, right. Why'd you email my work account, dumb fuckface? And, and we so, got a Benghazi. October 10th is the day of his disappearance. That was the day that he went on his, you know, whatever okay. date. Yeah, so I'm sure his friends were like, yeah, right, you're going on a... So he... Because even, I mean, especially, like, now, like, dating online is, like, so, like... Everyone's doing it, but in 2008, like, no one was really doing that yet, and if you were, you had to, like, pay for Plenty of Fish, you had to pay for all of those, like, accounts, like, Tinder wasn't a thing yet in 2008. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so I used was mostly like, Facebook. Yeah. You could use Facebook, and then they had, like, you know, like, right, like, Match.com. I never used a dating app until, like, Tinder became a thing. Um, yeah, no. I never signed up. I, like... It was, like, a very long vetting process from, like, Match.com and all those other ones. Yeah, I would never try. One you had to pay for. <clears throat> Farmers Only wasn't a thing yet. And that's the one you would have gone J-Date for. J-Date was probably... J-Date was definitely a thing. Um, yeah, but continue. Um, so, also, oddly, his boss received an email giving his resignation. The guy gave his resignation. The email gave the resignation. Wait, and when not... Like, he had no... So he was working as the oil field uh, manufacturer, and he mess like emailed his boss from this his email saying like I resign. And then when the boss was like, "Um, okay, well, where am I supposed to send your last check?" The boss obviously never got a response. Oh, I thought. Oh, so he emailed like like when you're like a dick and you break up with someone via text. He like he ghosted the job. Okay, I thought you meant like the email. Fire, like, no, did it himself. I'm just saying, like, clearly this guy didn't write the, the email. Like, mailer, demon, like, when you, like, email the no. wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, so, anyway, so his friends were obviously, like, really good friends, and they were getting worried um, because this obviously probably seemed out of character for this dude, you know? He probably yeah. wasn't, like, just going away with exactly. strange women he met from the internet very often. Um, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, so, his friends broke into his condo, where they found, like, it was just, like, it looked like someone had just, like, left. Like, there was dirty dishes in the sink. I mean, his clothes were everywhere. It didn't look like anything had been packed. And they found his passport, which <gasps> he would have needed. Oh, my God. In order to go to Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, think, they yeah, started. Yeah, no, Costa Rica isn't one of, it's not, like, going to Puerto Rico. No, yeah, Costa Rica is not a part of, well, it's not a part of Canada, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, joy, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Also, isn't it, like, really hard to leave Canada and, like, get into Canada? I've heard it's very hard for comedians to get into Canada because people... Well, if you even have a DUI, you can't get into Canada. If you have a DUI, you cannot go into Canada. Yeah. Canada's smart. Just so all of you DUI havers can go to Canada. It's really sad. Don't drink and drive. Um, anyways. Don't drink and drive. So after this, obviously, a homicide investigation began, and very quickly, um, actually on Halloween... Uh, of 2008, Mark Twitchell, uh, who I was talking about earlier, um, an aspiring filmmaker, was Ooh. arrested and charged uh, with first-degree murder for um, John's murder. So I couldn't... It was hard for me to find, like, what led up to, like... To, 
I don't know if they found like the account, like if the friends like told the police about the Plenty of Fish account. I don't know how exactly they found him, but or like if they got evidence somehow. Well, they on did him. get evidence. This the oh. evidence that that like booked this dude and why he was arrested was because he um uh he had a they recovered. <clears throat> So how they ultimately caught him was he had a, a document on his computer that the police recovered even though he had deleted it. Um, and it was titled SK Confession, a.k.a. Serial Killer <gasps> Confession. Whoa. Yeah. He sounds dumb. <laughs> he's, he's a total narcissist. Oh, like okay. this dude. Yeah. The reason he did all this is because he got inspired from the TV show Dexter. So right. when I read this, I thought it was going to be a lot cooler. I thought, like, he was going to, like, have blood slides of his victims, or he was going to, like, or that the person, do something like that. Or you'd think that, like, the guy, John, who he killed, you'd think John... He would have been a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah, which he was, he just, I mean, I don't know, but it seems like he was just, like, it just an average like dude. It just seems like he, yeah, like, it seems like he watched Dexter, saw him kill someone. And all and of a sudden he was just hungry for murder. Also wanted to kill, kids, did he... Do you have it later in your notes, like, how John actually died? Yeah. Okay. I won't. But, like, yeah, no. Like, if it was going to be Dexter, like, you would, he would have, like, Well, let me, let me just keep going. Okay. Um, so, it starts by saying this, this, the SK Confessions. This story is based on true events. The names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Okay. So he watched an episode of Law & Order, SVU. Yeah. That's literally how it fucking starts. Or, like, the beginning of any, like, true crime. (laughs) Especially, like, at this time, like, all those, like, remakes of, like, horror movies that were, like, this really happened. Like, The Strangers were coming out, so it was, like, this is based on, like, true events. Because this dude thought he was going to be the next, like, horror director, like, horror writer. That's crazy. I had no idea that he was, like... A writer. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and another crazy thing is he had, like, like, I think, like, two or three weeks or something like that before he, like, committed this murder, he had rented this garage to, like, shoot his, like, little horror movie that he was making in, and that's where he was luring dudes to get murdered. That's where he killed the dude was in this garage that he rented for his, like, movie. Oh. And this wasn't this guy, because he's he only murdered one person. That's another reason that I was like, you're not very dexter, you're not a serial killer, you just, it was like a one-off thing. Yeah, um, like a one and done. Yeah, well, because he got fucking caught. Well, because he's not very good, doesn't well, it seem like. Well, it's not very easy to kill people in 2008. Well. It's not easy to be a serial killer with forensic science. No, but there's, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but there are hundreds of active serial killers in, acti- or like in the United States right now. I believe it. Yeah, but I agree that it is much harder. Yeah, um, but what was I just saying? Something about back in 2008. Oh, yeah, so this wasn't the first guy that he tried, like, luring. He lured this other dude same exact way, like, met him online, said that he was this girl. When the guy showed, like, up to this garage where, like like I said, any dude just going to show up to, like, any address you give them, even if it's a fucking garage somewhere. Yeah. In the middle of Canada. And I guess this dude had, like, a mask on, and he, like, tried to, like, take him down, but the dude got away. And so he, at the time of being charged for, like, first-degree murder, he was also, like, already being charged for, like, um, attempted murder. From this other dude. 
Oh, wow. But that okay. got dropped because they were like, in Canada, they're like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's not going to add any time to oh, anything. Oh, of course Just not. give them the greater sentence. That's how they are in America, too. Like, um, attempted murder is treated horribly, I think. Like, I think, like, it's just as bad if you try to fucking try to kill someone. Like, that's how Jeffrey Dahmer was. Like, the, with the guy who, you know, who you ended up getting caught mm-hmm. by. He never got charged with that. Yeah. And that was attempted murder. Yeah. Well, because it really, I mean, if you're going to get life, like, what else are they going to add to it? Because attempted murder is not going to give you, like, death penalty if you're not in a death penalty state. Like, there's True. nothing else you can really get. True. I think there's maybe just some families who want that kind of closure, but, like... Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. I mean, but it's different for everyone. Right. Um, but, um, so what happened to Johnny, because uh, obviously the other guy got away, but Johnny did not. Sadly, um, he took him into the garage, he stabbed him repeatedly and dismembered the body, which is, like, the only similarity to Dexter, because of the dismemberment, but that's also just, like kind of what you have to do to get rid of that's the body. That's what, yeah, that's what my both of my people did. Um, and then he ultimately um, dumped the body into the sewer. The sewer? The sewer. That's really, really disrespectful. Which is a lot less classy than how Dexter does it. He draw, he does in, like, the bay in Miami. Yeah, he has a boat. I wish I remembered what it was called. Dexter ended so bad. I know, but Dexter was great at first. Oh, I fucking loved the first and second season oh of my that show. God. And the season with John Lithgow. Yes. As the Trinity Killer. The Trin- yeah, oh my God. That's, like, Fuck. one of the best seasons. Uh, yeah, he but, like, when Julia Stiles came in, I was like, I'm I was like, and it had one of the worst um, TV show endings ever. Michael C. Hall was actually asked about this murder. Really? Um, and he basically was just like, he's like, <gasps> that's way crazy. He didn't take any kind of credit or he didn't say the show. He's like, no, he's like, if the, if, if that was going to happen, that guy could have seen any movie, could have seen any of show and it would have happened. It's not because of the show. Oh yeah. You know? Of course. Michael C. Halson's like a badass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it for himself. Fucking for sure. had cancer while he was on Dexter. Didn't even tell anybody about Married it. Married his sister from the show and then cheated on her. Yep, and then they broke I up. Think. IDK how he is now. Maybe uh, it's like on Dexter. Maybe he's just out being a lumberjack somewhere. Maybe. Um so in trial, Twitchell admitted to um killing and writing the SK confessions. Um, but he said that he sensationalized it for the story he was writing, and at the time he was in the mindset of um the author, which was someone who did, you know, on purpose murder someone. So he Jesus. was saying that it was self-defense, but obviously they were like, okay, and no, he got he charged. No, it was with, 100% you know. like premeditated, because he was constantly luring men, it seemed like, and exactly. he was very bad at it. Well, it, it, all we know is that it happened one other time. That's all we know, yeah. That's all we really know about? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, so he like was charged sad. with 25 years to life imprisonment, which, that's, that's, does that mean that's 25 plus life? No, 25... 25, or you can be there forever. Is that what it means? Like, you have the chance for parole? 25... I couldn't really find, like, okay, any so, more information well, about Well, what it. I've... Um, what I uh, have read about and uh, learned, rather, gleaned from other things about Canadian... Uh, like, we have the judiciary system, mm-hmm. and they have the crown. And I think 25 years... Um, with the possibility of life. And okay. so they are able to be up for, for, for parole. But in the case of one of my people, if you are deemed to be... Uh, I forget what the exact wording is. I'll say it when I tell my story, obviously. But, like, if you're considered to be, 
like a potential threat, like you're in jail forever, basically. Because okay. they do not I have see. they don't have the death penalty in. Uh, oh yeah, Canada. obviously they don't have it. Um, if you are Canadian and you commit a murder in America, they will extradite you so that you don't get, get the death penalty. De- the death penalty. Will they extradite you even if you're in like a state like Illinois that doesn't have the death penalty? No, they will only do it. Obviously, really? No, they only yeah they only do it if like they're in the California risk. or like Arizona yeah. or any of those states. Any of those states that have the death penalty. Yeah. So oddly enough, um, Twitchell is currently using an inmate dating website right now. Well, he hopes to jail. find love uh, on the inside. Yeah, there's apparently dating. There websites. are. Yeah, and oh this is god. what he has written on his profile. Oh my god. <clears throat> I'm looking for an interesting, intelligent, open-minded, delightfully imperfect woman to relate to and share amusing observations with. What? As well as potentially a long weekend every few months if it gets there naturally. A.K.A. sex. Right. Well, there's hybristophilia or whatever it's called where it's like um, girls who are... Into serial killers. Like really... Well, it's a very evolutionary thing, I think, where like as women... like. Back from when we were cave people. And yeah, we like, wanted to see a man who could kill. Yeah, like the men who could kill people were obviously the ones who could protect us. Although we could take care of our goddamn selves. But that's yeah. so fucking weird that you say that because one of my dudes also used that. Used that inmate Used that dating inmate system. dating site. Yeah. Fuck. Nah. Uh, not Must be fu- big in Canada presence. Yeah, that's so weird because people in America are not, you're not allowed to be on the internet, I don't think. Like you sound, can do, no, yeah, you get to. Are you kidding? Being in prison is like, you get to be on like the computers. I think. I think you get to like watch TV. I mean, I am using, I'm using the like uh, standard of what happens on Orange Is the New Black. Right. But like, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think I you're think like allowed to. No, I mean, like in High Max. No. Definitely well, yeah, not. no, but he's not in Max. He, well, no, and he's in Canada, mm-hmm. and as we will learn, and are learning right now, Canada prison is kind of like being away at, like, summer camp, it seems Sounds like. Sounds like it. Or, like, being, like, in a dorm, but, like, you can't leave yeah. your dorm. Yeah. It's literally like being locked, like, a lock-in. It's like lock-ins at church camp. It's like lock-ins with church camp, and, uh, it's, I yeah. don't, it kind of sucks. So that's a real so bummer. Sucks. Uh, sucks. Sucks. sucks <laughs> Don't suck. idolize uh, TV people who are bad people. Idolize the actors who portray them and find out positive things about those actors. Also, but watch- there are actors out there who do some fucked up shit. Also, so exactly, just pick them wisely. Also, watch you know maybe like Six Feet Under. Watch some other things that Michael C. Hall has yeah, done. Yeah, he's done some. I think he's. Uh, I feel like don't watch. Gamer. He's doing something new. I just don't. Remember he what does it was. a lot of. Uh, like musicals, he has a very beautiful voice. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. He's a very handsome man. So, I feel like watching the first episode of Dexter. I could watch that shit like over and over. He, I love it. I was literally just thinking of Dexter the other day because I just remember like him and Rita whenever they would have sex, like afterwards, because mm-hmm. they were like in Miami, and like mm-hmm. the way like Rita's really Rita's bedroom was like very like Florida, like uh-huh. decorated uh-huh. like bright colors, and they both were just so sweaty and yeah. like. It was, like, pinks and, like, That's something I greens. liked about that show was how realistic, like, they were all always super sweaty. And, like, they would have, like, sweat stains yeah. all the time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, who's your, uh, so who's, who's number, who's number two? The next number, of my... Number two holes are up in there. The next of my 
murders happened also in 2008 in Canada. And actually, surprisingly, so this, um, if you've heard of it, it was the Greyhound bus murder of Tim McLean. So fucking horrible. Um, So he was actually traveling from Alberta, or I'm sorry, I probably just got the name wrong. I think Vancouver. No, 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 because he was traveling from, oh, Edmonton, Alberta. Okay. Or he was traveling from Alberta. Yeah. To, um, sorry, I'm using a legal pad to do my notes, so it's a lot of flipping back and forth. That's cool. It's um, very, like, all the president's men. Well, I just like, <laughs> I like legal pads because I'm left-handed, and so I don't have that annoying spiral to, like, rest my arm on while I'm writing. Oh, I never even thought about, yeah. like, the struggle you guys have to go through. It's hard living in, left- I in a right-handed world. I never ever thought about that. Wow. The more you know yeah. about lefties. But, um, so he was traveling to uh, Manitoba, and that's where this, like, happened. Right. Um, so Tim McLean was a 22-year-old carny, um, and he was a riding circus home. Performer. Circus performer. I would say performer. he was a little more serious than being a carny. Okay, he was a carnival worker. I'm sorry. I thought carny is what they like to be called. Well, no. I mean, like, if he went, if he wanted to be called a carny, I'm not, like, coming at you. <laughs> But I felt like, but like from what I heard about it, like it seemed like he took his he took his circusing very seriously. Yeah, serious. And circus. his parents and like his family was very supportive of him, and like very. Yeah, uh, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. And so, which is amazing. Yeah. Um. So he was riding on the train and um. Sorry. Yeah. So he was riding on the Greyhound bus. Um. And he was traveling to Manitoba, as I said. And um, a new passenger got on by the name of Vincent Lee. Um, so Lee went and he, well, even, at first he was, like, sitting in the front of the bus. Then, like, I think at a stop he went and moved back to sit next to McLean, who I guess was just, like, whatever, like, ignored him and then went to sleep. So while he was sleeping... I heard, could I interject for a sure. second? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, when, like, they first picked up Lee, I heard that uh, McLean, is his name? He would, like, him and some other people were, like, l- up from the bus ride were, like, kind of standing around smoking, and Ooh, Lee okay. uh, asked to bum a cigarette off of him, and oh. he, like, kind of stood around, and, like, he was... Oh, McLean so they was, had, like, like nice had a and, conversation? Yeah, they'd, like, kind of... Well, what? I think there was, a, there was a little bit of a language barrier, but, like, right, well, he was Lee nice was a, to him. He was a Chinese um, immigrant. Yes. Um, ah, but yeah, because I didn't know that at all. I thought he was just a totally random guy. No, uh, yeah, McLean had been had mm, shown him some really nice kindness, and so that's why, like, he didn't think really anything of it when he came and sat next to yeah. him in the back of the bus. Well, we all know the back of the bus is the bumpiest, and if you like that bumpy ride... If you're a carnival person, you know all about that bump. Right, but, um, so... He was sleeping, and um, Vincent Lee came and sat by him, and out of nowhere, he pulled out a large knife. Some people reported a large knife, but some people reported a machete, Yeah, and started stabbing him in the head and neck and chest repeatedly. Um, people obviously started screaming. The driver stopped the bus, mm-hmm. and I guess a couple of, like, the, I think there was only, like, two guys on the bus, and, like... Uh, the, the driver, and they were trying to stop, but he, I mean, he had a fucking machete, yeah. he was, like, wielding it around. Yeah, I heard that there were a lot, there were some people who were, like, trying to, like, Trying to save him, him. Yeah. yeah. that's so, f- but, like. Yeah, like, the driver. Like, yeah. Uh, what a good bus driver. Like, you yeah. go down with your ship. And, um, what so. A real man. Basically, he ended up, like, with the machete, okay. like, getting everyone out of the bus, and he locked himself in the bus. 
this is so fucked up. Like, yeah. uh, thinking about, like, this, having to see this, like, looking in, like, having to get out of a bus. Yeah. And, like, watching what, and what, like, ugh. Once everyone was out of the bus, Lee then started cutting out McLean's eyes, ears, tongue, and nose. Um, and he also beheaded him and, like, sh- was showing the head off to, like, the people outside. Yeah. Um, he started then, like, cutting off, like, parts of his face and eating it. Yeah. So he was cannibalistic. Apparently, he said he the voice of God had been talking to him for a while and specifically told him to kill this person. Which Is makes very... a little more sense when you tell me that they had spoken before. Well, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, spoiler alert: he is schizophrenic. Yeah, and that is very. But didn't common. know he didn't know what schizophrenia was at all, so he, no, he wasn't able to seek help. No, he did. He ha- he was off his medication. I thought he hadn't been on medication. No, at he all. was on. He was off of his medication. Oh, and like his family, like when it happened, like they like came to his side, obviously. And we're like, he stopped taking his medication, uh, and that's why this happened. And so that's, you yeah. know. So, yeah. So he they he had a history, obviously. Like, it was known that he had schizophrenia. He had just stopped taking his medication and, like, went on a trip. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's not like he had the intention of killing someone. Um, schizophrenia is a very, very difficult personality disorder to try to understand. Yeah. Uh, I mean... People now, psychologists now can barely scratch the surface, but right. uh, continue with your, um, your one story. Of the witness, one of the witnesses on the bus said that Lee was, like, eerily calm during, like, that whole attack. Yeah. Like, before they all got off the bus when they were still on the bus. Like, he was stabbing, but he was kind of, like, he wasn't manic. Like, he was just, like, doing it almost like it was, like, his job. Yeah. You know? I mean, he <clears> didn't know. He was no, right. He literally didn't even know. Yeah. So he was doing all this fucked up shit. Um, the people who had got, because they were just like stopped somewhere on the side of the road. They called the cops, but it took the cops like a really long time to get yeah, out to them. Yeah, because they, they were in the were middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. They weren't just like, you uh, know. And Deeper so too. They, had, they had gotten a way to lock him into the bus. I guess, like, a truck driver pulled over and helped, and he had a crowbar, and they jammed it so he couldn't yeah, get out. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. And there was also a point, I guess, where he would try to drive away, but the dr- bus driver, like, had, like, a remote that, like, would stop the bus from, like, leaving or something like that. Oh, shit. But um, the the people who, because, I mean, they, they could have just, like, ran into the woods or ran into the wherever they were, and but they, they were obviously didn't. They were in shock. They were sitting on the side of the road, most of them crying and, like, vomiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that, like, everyone was crying and barfing. Yeah. So the cops... I would have been amongst them. Mm, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I would have been running and barfing. You have no idea how you're going to react when you see exactly. someone, like, brutally dismember and murder someone yeah. right in front of you. Seeing someone being the most Because, like, the heading and stuff, they saw from outside of the bus, but they saw him, like, slashing at him and stabbing him and, like, basically already decapitating him. Yeah, I mean, like, they were like, right they there and, like, saw, like, all yeah. the blood and, like, ugh. Ugh. Um, so the cops eventually um, show up, not until a while, like I said, and they... Um, we're trying to get him out, and he just kept screaming, I'm going to be in this bus forever. Um, but, uh, but they eventually got him out because they shot him with like a taser. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's how they finally got him out. Um, and Wasn't he, he kind of a bigger guy, too? I feel like um, I heard that he was kind of... I mean, he wasn't, pictures. like, skinny. He was just, like, average. I thought... Okay. Um, so Lee pled no criminal responsibility. Um, which basically, so he pled, which basically it means that you're, you're admitting that it happened and you did it, but that you weren't able to form the mental element or mens rea mm-hmm. to so, know that it was happening yeah. or to know that the event was even like, it, it's basically saying like, you know that it happened, but you weren't even really there. Well, yeah. It's like saying, your actual mind was it's not It's saying there. non-guilty. It's like an American... I don't know if it's con- if they're called the same thing. I think they may be called the same thing, uh, but it's um, pleading non guilty by m- means of insanity, basically, yeah. uh, because like you weren't able to tell the difference between right or wrong at right. the time. Um. So without even like, re- I mean, I don't think it was like a big trial. The judge granted this diagnosis, and he wasn't ever convicted of murder. Um, he just went immediately to the facility. he was sent facility. to a mental care center. Yes. Um, and... Well, that's because he pled guilty by means of insanity. Um, so he is slowly, since 2009, which is, I think, when he went there, um, he's be he was being allowed more and more, like, unsupervised visits and, like, outings, and then, like, eventually, like, they were letting him just, like go out and do things, like go yeah. out and go to the grocery store, blah, blah, blah. People were pissed. Um, and in the only stipulation he was given when leaving was that he would have a working cell phone on him. Um, and in 2014, one of the officers that was, like, first on the scene, um, he actually committed suicide. Um, his family said that he had suffered from extreme PTSD. Yeah. PTSD will really fuck you up if you have no one to talk to about it. It's yeah. very, very sad. And I mean, like, it was basically, it's basically like this guy, I mean, obviously not, but it's basically like that occurrence that with that happening, it killed two people. Oh, I agree. When I heard about that, I thought that too. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's killed two people. And that's two families. Who are, have irre- irrevocable damage done yeah. to them. Um, and as of February of 2017, Lee has been granted total freedom with no legal obligations or restrictions pertaining to his independent living. Whoa. So he doesn't even have to like go to any kind of And he changed his name. And he changed his name? Yep. Whoa. And they, and there was no pushback from the government for him to change it? Do you know um, what it was? I don't... Do you know what he changed his name to? Um, he changed his name to Will Baker. Oh, so super, uh, Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, just a common name. That's... Wow. That any Canadian can have. Wow. Yeah, that's so crazy. Those are my murders. I'm very... That's ridiculous. I think that's pretty crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Because I... That is... That is... That is he um, is free. Yeah. That is one of the true crime stories that probably fucked me up. The, one of the most, and especially this, the um, the officer with the PTSD hit me really hard, obviously. So, for my Canadian murders, I have a. to start off with Carlo Homolka and Paul Bernardo, which are probably Canada's most notorious serial killers. I would say so. They're, they're uh, called the Ken and Barbie killers because they are stereotypical. Because they were like, even slightly attractive. Well, yeah, I mean, they were conventionally good-looking white straight people, basically. Right. 
They were very basic looking. She had blonde hair. He, he was also had blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I was thinking that too. They were very generic looking. Yeah. Like, they, it was just like generic white people, good looking. Um, so Carla was born in 1970. She had three younger sisters named Lori and Tammy. She grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario. She had a very dominant personality from a very early age. She was very bossy. Um, in high school, she had, like, a mean girl slash Heather girl, like, Heather girls. Heather girls. Heather situation. Um, she was the most popular, most beautiful, and the smartest girl, and she was in a clique of girls called the Exclusive Diamond Club. Ew. Or EDC if you're nasty. (laughs) And she was also really into super, she was really super into true crime. Hmm. Like us. Like most of us. Like, are. you know, us. <laughs> I also read, and I have some, I have a book, I'll name it at some point, it's not by me at the moment, I'll say them at the end. Carla was mostly known, obviously, for being kind of like a bitchy bitch type, but like she was, I mean, they like she was likable, but like she was really bossy, and her friends always yeah. said she was she super was probably bossy. pretty like charismatic. Oh yeah, because she's a psychopath. Um, and, uh... If there is one silver lining to this story that is funny, it is how Carla signed one of her former classmates' senior yearbook. She wrote, remember, suicide kicks and fasting is awesome. Bones rule. Death rules. Death kicks. I love death. Kill the fucking world. What? Right? What grade? Senior year. Okay, I was if you were if you told me like seventh grade, I would have been like, yeah, this is no, this was like absolutely a serial this was, killer. This was kindergarten, senior year. I mean, that's basically what I was writing. I mean, yeah, no, I'm like she's either speaking in some sort of Nazi Enigma code language. It could possibly be some Canadian uh, '80s punk band, or you know, she's just like T to be crazy. Um, she crazy. I know that you hate segues, but I have to say this really quick. In high school, on my Last day of senior year, during lunch, this awesome girl, I had choir and uh, lunch with her because she was in special needs classes, and she and I exchanged yearbooks, and um, she couldn't finish what she wrote because the bell rang, and she just threw my yearbook at me and ran away like she had two seconds to get back to class, even though their classroom was across the hall from the cafeteria, and... um, Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm dying. It's okay. I just choked on water while you said that. Oh god. <coughs> oh god. Okay. So I finally get my yearbook back, and uh, Abby wrote, Holly, I'm so happy that you're my friend. Can I borrow your... And that's it. And I've been oh wondering... God. I've been wondering what she wanted to borrow for almost 12 fucking years. Oh my god. Hit I know, up. right? I know. Like, girl, if you got my Please space, show me that yearbook sometime. I will try to find it. It's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in my entire <laughs> life. So, uh, back to good old Carla and Paul. At any rate, uh, Carla worked part-time at a pet shop and after high school started working at the Martindale Animal Clinic. She, like, wanted to become a uh, veterinarian. Did she kill animals? Uh, no. Don't okay. worry. No animal have... death in this. That's just like a boy serial killer thing. Uh, Kind of. There was, they had, the couple had a dog at one point, and I kept getting real scared something was going to happen to that dog, but nothing ever happened to that dog. Good. 
Sadly, cannot be said of the other guy, but I'm not going to talk about it. Any whoozle. Um, so let's talk about fucking Paul. Paul was born in 1964 in Toronto, Ontario. He had a very wealthy family. His parents were Kenneth and Marilyn, and they already had a son and daughter, and Kenneth was very abusive, and one time Marilyn uh, went on a date with an old boyfriend, and she got pregnant and with Paul. Kenneth tolerated the affair, and he listed himself on the birth certificate as <clears throat> Paul's biological father, but Kenneth was a fucking huge shitbag and used to molest Paul's older sister. Ew. He would force the family to uh, watch movies every su- Disney movies every Sunday night with the lights off and would okay. like molest his sister so badly Ew. that she would cry out. The mom had really, really bad depression um, and because she was abused by Kenneth so much. She became so depressed that she completely withdrew herself from her family. She eventually moved into their basement and she wouldn't... Uh, uh, she would, like, hoard their food and wouldn't give the family any, and she gained a bunch of weight, and, like, they were really, really mean to her about it. And, like, depression manifests... Like, you can gain a bunch of weight with depression, and you can become, like, rail thin with yeah. depression. And, like, just because it you become super huge doesn't make you any <clears throat> less of a person as at all. Because, like, she was a victim, and, like, she... So, like, when this would happen during Disney movie night, the mom would be like, what's going on? And the dad would be like, don't worry about it. And she wouldn't say anything because she was also being abused so bad. And you don't know how you're going to react until you're, like, in that situation. Um, Paul was bullied a lot in in school because people knew that he was a bastard. He was neglected horribly by his parents and whole family. He was the youngest. And one time when he was five... like Ramsay from... Game of Thrones. Yeah, he ran away from home and came back several days later and later on his brother said that no one in the house ever even realized he was gone. And he was gone for like maybe two weeks. Yeah. Holy shit. So when Paul was about 16, his parents were having a really bad fight and Kenneth threw a picture of Paul's real dad at him and was like, this is your dad. Your mom's disgusting. She was a whore. His words, not mine. And cheated and like that's why you're here basically. And ever... And so then- were they like this with the other kids too or just Paul? Well, I mean, he well, I mean, like he molested, molested the daughter. But, I like, haven't. The other, I know other boys, right? There was a brother, um, and I I didn't read anything about him other than I just knew he was probably abusive towards him too. All I know is like he sexually abused the sister, right. and then I don't. I mean, I just feel like they were both very neglected because like he was abusive and. She had horrible depression and... Locked herself away. She couldn't take care of them. Um, So, after graduating from school, Paul started working for Amway, got into the world of multi-level marketing, which is all fucking bullshit. He was really into that Mm get-rich-quick type scheme. In October of 1987, Miss Carla Melko was in Scarborough attending a veterinarian convention, which I'm sure was super fun. Yeah. But uh, she was staying at a Hojo's, a.k.a. Howard Johnson's. She and her co-workers stayed out late partying, and when they got back to their room, they tried getting uh, room service, but they were closed. But the uh, restaurant beneath uh, the uh, Howard Johnson's was open, and they were in their jammies, and they went down there, and that was where she met Paul. What a weird, like, chance. What a weird meet-cute. they had gotten room service, maybe none of this would have ever happened. Possibly not. You never fucking know. However, at the time of meeting Paul... He had already been making quite a name of himself, specifically as the Scarborough Rapist. So before meeting Carla, Paul had already raped ten, about 10 women 
in the Scarborough area, aged uh, from 15 to, like, around their 20s, and he was eventually charged with raping 18 different women as a Scarborough racist, but he raped way... <laughs> racist. racist. Oh, I'm sure he was also racist. Probably. Um, yeah, don't... I don't know. I'm... It's all... It's my First Amendment right to say it. You can't sue me for defamation. Also, you're from another country and in jail. I don't know what the rules are. Anywho, Definitely all. can't get a passport so, to come here. Yeah, no, bye. Well, no, Paul's in... Spoiler alert, jail forever. Um... So, <laughs> yeah, no, he was the Scarborough rapist, not the Scarborough racist. I'm sure there was one of he those He was a two. mix of both, I'm he sure. Was, the Scarborough racist was, you know, not, uh, So, anywho. Let's all. not go there. After receiving multiple tips, Paul was eventually questioned by the police, but because he was conventionally attractive and didn't fit the normal stereotype of a rapist, they let him go. What is the normal stereotype of a, race, of a rapist? Someone with a criminal past, which he did not have. But he was also super young, right? No, he was, he was like, like twenty. No, no, this happened like when he was young. Well, I mean, n- no, yeah, it happened like when he was pretty young. Yeah, so I said. Yeah. So, but he so, didn't have any sort that's of. That's why he doesn't have a criminal background. No, yet. but a lot of kids his age and the the people who eventually and the guy who was wrongly wrongly convicted of these crimes for uh-huh. a while. Was someone who had, you know, like... criminal background. Yeah, I mean, there's kids who, like, do shit when they're, like, younger and get in trouble Yeah, I got arrested... Exactly. Three times before the age of 18? Exactly. So you had a criminal background. Zero times since, though. If it was between you and another girl and she had zero criminal background, you would be the likely uh, suspect. Oh, good thing that's all wiped from my... uh... You would be in the movie The Likely Suspects. You would be Kaiser Sose. Anywho, so when Carl and Paul met, there was just boom. Instant sexual attraction. Instant kitty itch. Think very white music. Um, Carla and Paul were dating for about two months, and then they got engaged. Carla became... <clears throat> not Carla. Paul became very sexually attracted to Carla... <laughs> Paul became very sexually attracted to Carla's younger sister, Tammy, who was only 12 at the time would constantly flirt with her, take her, uh, like, into the other room, because, like, Paul was, like, Carla's family really liked Paul at first, and uh, he would sneak into Tammy's room at night and watch her sleep and jerk off because Carla would unlock her window so that he could get in. So Carla was 100% culpable in her boy jerking it to her sister. That's a real It's a real bummer. And he must have been a very quiet masturbator because Tammy never woke up. Um, But, uh, I don't know. Maybe, considering what happened next, maybe there's a reason Tammy didn't wake up. Um, Carla was, as I said, working at an animal hospital, and so she stole Valium. And she crushed the pills up and put them in the uh, spaghetti and other different meals she was eating so that when she was unconscious, Paul could molest her and Carla would watch. Um, <clears throat> did Carla's parents have any... Carla's parents only... Like, negative stopped traits? Stopped liking him after... Well, I'll get to it. So... But were they, like, no, any they signs of abuse, like, on their kids or anything like that? No. Oh, you mean on Carla's kids? Like, did her parents abuse them at all? Yeah. No. Carla was just kind of, like, a... I, I mean, I guess they technically call it demon seed, just because, like... Yeah, she was just dark. She didn't have anything really happen to... But not a lot is known about her childhood. Right, so who knows? So it's, you know, it's up for debate. Um, uh, so, uh... 
one, so like, yeah, she would steal va uh, Valium and she would put it in her food. So Paul was really mad at Carla. He was very controlling, obviously, in their relationship. And he was mad that he was not the one who took her, her virginity. So for Christmas, Carla decided to give Tammy's virginity to Paul. Uh, as a gift. And on Disgusting. December 23rd, fucking gross. Um, I would never do that to you. Thanks. Same. <clears throat> Same? Same is. Thank you. Handshake on it now. Well, we both don't have our Verbal contracts are binding in the state of Illinois. Um, so, uh, December 23rd, 1990, Paul and Carla gave 15-year-old Tammy eggnog that was spiked with sleeping pills that Carla had stolen. She had also stolen an inhalation anesthetic from her work, um, so she would put it over Tammy's mouth and nose whenever it seemed like Tammy was waking up. While Tammy's parents were asleep upstairs, the couple filmed themselves raping Tammy until she started throwing up uh, because the medicine was fucking her up so bad, obviously, and she eventually choked on her throat like died. while he was having sex with her. And they tried reviving her, and they couldn't. did. Yeah, they tried revive. She was already dead, though. Uh, they called nine one one. They dressed Tammy, and they moved uh, all of the evidence, like the camera and everything. Um, and they took her to the hospital, but she was obviously dead um, when she got there. Uh, even though pa Paul and Carla were acting suspicious as fuck, and Tammy had chemical burns all over the side of her face from the from the anesthetic, wow. yeah, because Tammy was or because. Carla was really bad at it. Uh, Tammy's death was ruled an accidental death, and the coroner said she died from uh, choking. Ch choking on her vomit because she was drunk um, off of alcohol. Um, and uh, during Tammy's rape, like I said, they took videos, um, and then later... They like to film it a lot, right? Yes. Yeah, and later they were in Tammy's room, and this was after Tammy had died, mm -hmm. And Carla put on a bunch of Tammy's clothes and was pretending to be her. And uh, they had sex. It's so fucking disgusting. The transcript. You've seen the video? I haven't seen the video. I've read, I look, I glanced at the transcript. It was basically like she was like, it, she was like reenacting, like role playing. Like she was being tied like up. Like she and was stuff? Tammy for him. And he was like calling her Tammy. Oh and she's like, God, I'm Tammy. And I love you. I love that you're taking my virginity right now. Ew. It was so fucking gross. Um, uh, and then, so then they moved, uh, like, around Tammy's death, they moved out, even though Tammy, I, don't, I keep, Tammy is just popping out at me on the page. Carla moved out of her parents' house um, with Paul to let them cope, but her parents were really upset that she left, and they were like, no, you should stay. Your sister died. Yeah. Um, during the trial, Carla said that she was numb after the killing of her sister, but that's not true, because in a letter sent to a friend, she complained that her parents were spending more money on her sister's funeral than on her own wedding. Wow. Yeah, she was like, we're having a closed bar because fucking Tammy's wedding is too much. Or Tammy's funeral is too Tammy's much? Tammy's funeral, yeah, sorry. Ugh. Yeah, it was... And also... They still go on with the wedding? Oh, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. They got married. Like the same year her sister died. Oh. They got married like two days after killing someone. Are you fucking kidding? No. After killing the sister? No, after killing one of their other victims. Oh, okay. Also, Carla called Paul's dick Snuffles. That might what? be the most 
most disturbing part of the whole thing. Snuffles? Not gonna lie. Snuffles. The only thing I could possibly... I don't get it. The only, <laughs> the only, like, sense I could possibly make sense of is, like, they were, like, very high one day watching Sesame Street, and then, like, Snuffy, the Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street came on. She was like, your dick's, like, as big as Snuffy's, like, fucking trunk. Ew. Did you, have you ever, like, named a boyfriend's penis? No. Same. I don't think, that's not bestowed upon Your me. Your or whatever usually is uh, effective. No, I mean, my breasts are Mary-Kate and Ashley, but I named them myself. If you want to take it upon <laughs> yourself to name your wiener, go upon, <laughs> go do it. But I'm not naming it for you. That is Mine not. Mine are Dylan and Cole. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They one got of, hot. One of yours you know was I mean? a lot more in Friends than the other one. Yeah. And one, one of, was a lot more in Big Daddy than the other one. One of your also. tits was used more in comedic scenes in Big Daddy than the other one. <laughs> Same and one of me. them plays Same Jughead in the new Riverdale. Hot. I love that one show, of man. your tits is not getting a lot of work these days. <laughs> Shut up. So... Uh, like I, uh, you know how you thought it was super gross how Tammy gave her little sister as Paul, uh, to, as a Christmas gift to Paul? Mm-hmm. So on June 6th of 1991, while Paul was out of the house, Carla invited 15-year-old Jane Doe over for a sleepover. They had met three years previous when Carla was working at a pet, uh, at one of the pet stores. While watching the movie Ghost, Carla spiked Jane Doe's drink with sleeping pills until she passed out. She then called Paul and told him that she had a, a wedding present waiting for him when he got home. Wow. Yeah, they undressed her and Paul videotaped Carla raping the girl before Paul eventually raped her. The next morning, Jane woke up, uh, Jane Doe, that is, woke up and felt like shit, but just kind of brushed it off as being hungover because she had never drank alcohol. And she didn't realize that she had been raped? Didn't realize she had been raped. Um, she went back again in August where the same thing happened again, though this time she stopped breathing. So Carla called 911, but they were able to revive her. And so then Carla called back just saying, like, just kidding, everything's fine. And JK, police, LOL. Yeah, police never followed up. Um, she also went back a couple other times. They must have been very manipulative to her, and she must have been just very yeah. Very why sad. is she coming back? I I mean, it must have, I don't know. Uh, it must have been like some kind of mind trick. They both seemed very. They were both very manipulative. How did they meet this girl again? Uh, Carla had met her at a while she was working at a pet store, and okay. she was like a little girl, and would come in to like look at the pets. And so it's so fucking again? sad. She was fifteen she, at this time. Yeah. Um. But then she ended up stop. She stopped coming because while she was conscious, like they were pressuring her to have sex with Paul, mm-hmm. and she was like, "No, thank you." And her identity is still protected by law, and she's still considered Jane Doe. And so, she was not killed. She was not killed. No, Paul raped a lot of women without and, killing them. Yeah, without killing them. So Leslie Mahaffey on June fifteenth, nineteen ninety one, Paul was driving home from work through a residential neighborhood. And he spotted Leslie trying to get into her house after she had been locked out after missing curfew. Um, he walked up and uh, asked for a cigarette, and then he blindfolded her and forced her into his car. Paul and Carla videotaped themselves raping and torturing Leslie with David Bowie and Bob Dal- Dylan songs playing in the background. Ugh. Yeah. Don't dis- don't ruin don't ruin Bowie. Don't ruin music for people. Ugh. 
uh, during the video. Bowie. That happens a lot, actually. That happens in my next story, too, except the song is garbage, so it's cool. Um, during the video, Paul says things like, you're doing a really good job, Leslie, and right now you're scoring perfect. Like, he was so, you know they're what? gross. Um, they realized that the blindfold on Leslie had slipped, allowing her to see who they were, so they gave her a lethal injection of triazolam, which is a heavy benz benzodiazepine, and they had her body in the basement. Uh, realized that night that they were having dinner with Carla's parents, uh -huh. had dinner with them, just left her body downstairs. Um, they decided the best way to dispose of evidence would be to dismember the body mm -hmm. into pieces and to put each piece in cement. Paul, Whoa. yeah, in like a state of panic, Paul ran to the hardware store, bought a dozen bags of cement. Eventually, the, what did they cement? Uh, like they, it just made like cement blocks or did they like, it was like, you know, when you get cement and it's, you know, cement's really weird. It's like, sometimes it's like wet. And then when it gets hard, it's hard forever. Right. But I mean, like, did they like add it to their house? Did they add it somewhere? No, they put it. Well, oh no. Uh, they threw it in a river, but apparently. They just put big blocks of cement in the river? Yeah. And I think Paul got the shitty Kinda kind. smart. No, it ended up, they found the body parts. It I think, ended up, yeah. like, not being cement? Yeah. Well, they probably just didn't do it right. <laughs> well, I think Paul bought, like, the Bobo version, store brand, cheap shit. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the bags of cement uh, from that he bought, because they did this with the other woman they killed, too. Or girl, I should say. She was not a woman. She was a child. Um, he kept the receipts, and that incriminated him, obviously, when it came to the trial. Um, but yeah, they dropped the pieces into, like, Gibson, and like we said, it was shitty, and they were eventually found by a father and son who were fishing, and Whoa. Leslie's, like, braces identified her body. Damn. Yeah. So apparently when you have braces, they're in, they're very unique to your body. Interesting. Yeah. Same Thanks. goes for, um, if you have boob implants, they have, um... Oh yeah, you have a special serial, serial number. Serial number on them, so... Oh, yeah. I've watched so many episodes of Blunt Order SVU, Morgan. Oh, I was thinking... A lot of fake um, titties. I was thinking Nip Tuck. Oh, oh, that too. I think, right? Does oh, that happen on Nip Tuck? It does. It also happens in this one really bad Steven Seagal movie where... I think it's also happened in real life. I'm sure it has. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, that's good that they... You should have every single part of your body labeled in case it, you get dismembered at any part point. So then their next victim was Kristen French. On April 16th, 1992, Paul and Carla were out driving looking for potential victims when they found 15-year-old Kristen French trying, uh, or no, she was just walking home from school because it was like after school hours. Mm -hmm. um, and Carla and Paul are like what age here? Um, they're like in their... Like mid-20s? 20s. Yeah. Okay. They're like in their early... Paul's, like, kind of in his later 20s. Carla's in her early 20s. Okay. Um, so, Paul parked the car, and Carla approached Kristen with a map, asking for directions. And while Kristen was reading the map, Paul attacked her from behind and forced her into the car with a gun. And Carla held the girl's head down so that she wouldn't pop up, like, grabbed her by the hair. Damn. Yeah. Over Easter weekend, they raped and tortured Kristen. Kristen tried fighting off Carla and Paul as hard as they could. And they tried assaulting her, and then Paul eventually showed her the video they'd made of Leslie, of them raping and torturing her, and Paul said that was the same exact thing that he was going to do to her. They made her watch the video? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, eventually, while Paul was out 
like when Paul was gone, um, Kristen would like try to like plea with Carla to let her go. Yeah. Um, but eventually Carla beat her with a huge mallet when she tried to escape and then Paul strangled her to death. Her body was found a week later and all of her hair had been cut off. It was said to be a trophy, but then the Car- hair, yeah. And then later, Carla, it says that they it's just a stupid did it. thing to keep. Well, it, well, Carla said that it was just so they couldn't identify the body. But in several accounts I've the read, hair? Carla was very obsessed with her own hair. Like mm. before she went, like on trial, she was like, "I need to make sure my hair looks okay." In that letter I was telling you, like, where she was a huge, like, cunt about, like, her fucking sister's funeral. Yeah. Like, she was telling her friend she was getting bangs, which I'm sure I hoped looked like shit on her. I bet they did. I bet they did. I bet she, like, fucking didn't even rock those bangs at all. So during the time before they were arrested, Paul, like I said before, was uh, raping women but not killing them. And Carla was working as a sex worker for income. For the couple. Mm. Um, Paul was insanely abusive towards Carla. He would punch her in the face and arms, made her sleep on the floor, and as another form of punishment, he would do a thing he liked to call terrorist attack, where he would jump on her while she was sleeping and rape her and beat the shit out of her. Wow. Yeah, he also started beating her. Was she into it at all? No. No? No, she was She didn't like terrorist attack. She was... (laughs) No, she was not a fan of terrorist attack. Most most aren't, um, except the terrorists. So Paul started beating Carla with a police mag light, which is a heavy flashlight that cops yeah. use as a baton. Yeah. Uh, they've been known to deliver such hard blows that people have died, yeah. and it's about the size of a grown man's arm. They are gnarly. So that was the straw that finally broke the camel's back because he fucking just beat her across the face and, like, fucked up her eye really bad. So So people started noticing. Well, no, no. That, like, immediately after it happened. And her eye was super swollen and she had one, like, so she only had one good eye and she was like, I'm fucking leaving. But before she left, they, like, hid the videotapes of them, like, committing all of their rapes and murders. Um, and she tried getting them before she left so that there was nothing like incriminating just in case. Right. Um, but he had already become suspicious and hid them. And so she was like, fuck it. And she ran to her parents and they immediately took her to the ER and Paul was charged with assault that night. Uh, he also like tried getting in touch with her a lot and like trying like take me back take yep. me back yep all that really bad stuff mm-hmm. um so police had already been working scrupulously trying to find the scarborough rapist and had dna samples from the crimes and they also had paul's dna but because of cutbacks and other bureaucratic bullshit it took forever but finally paul's dna came back as positive and um so he was finally identified as the scarborough rapist and um while uh, this was all going, or like after uh, Carla left Paul, she uh, her parents made her go stay with her aunt and uncle in Toronto to keep her far away from Paul. And while she was there, police came and questioned her, and she panicked. And or they came and like asked about Leslie and um, Leslie and Kristen, and she got really scared and told her aunt and uncle about how her and Paul had. Uh, like, raped and killed them. And so yeah. they immediately got her a lawyer. Um, 
And at this time, when they final, like when everything was all said and done, she was only 22 and he was 29. She was only 22 she after was, all of this? Yep. She was in her year of Shit. Taylor Swift. He was how old? The age I am now. Um, so Paul was finally... He was in the year of his moon or whatever yeah, they say. Yeah, he was in his moon year. When you turn 29, like, you, like, your, like, mind changes or something. I don't, I've been hearing about this a lot lately. At 29, I thought it was... No, 25... Well, 25 is when your brain is fully developed. That's not what I'm talking about. 29 okay, cool. is, like... I don't know for sure if it's the same for women, but for men, it's when you stop thinking with your dick and start realizing that, like, having, like, a wife might be nice. Oh, cool. Not, I, like, necessarily, but uh, I have it pro- is a thing, cool. I guess. Progressively this year, I have stopped thinking with my dick, so I, I think said it's, it's more of a man thing. I have Because women get that... Or, like, this is just scientifically not all people are like this, not all men, not all women, but women get that feeling a lot earlier. Cool. Yeah, no. Like, at I, Not cool. I didn't mean to, like, brush you off or whatever. Um, that's interesting. Um, that might have something to do with it. So, Paul was finally... No, no. Not a, you, no, he is the opposite of that. Right. No, no, <laughs> no, shut okay, up. Okay, Jennifer Aniston. So, Paul was arrested <laughs> for the rapes in February of 1993, and as soon as he was taken from the house, a forensic team tore through the Bernardo's house to shreds, like ripping apart the walls, Damn. ripping down the tiles, them. shreds, shreds. 71 days, and they never, ever found the videotape, so they had absolutely no way of knowing that Carla was uh, involved at all in the Christian Leslie murders. murders were all him. They were suspicious, but they had no uh, concrete, uh, no pun intended, or actually, maybe pun intended? I don't know. Let's intend that pun. (laughs) Let's intend that pun, baby. Um, But they didn't have anything to go on. so meanwhile, Carla was treated as an abused wife. Mm-hmm. She was sent to a treatment facility where she was diagnosed with depression and PTSD, but it was all bullshit because she was actually a psychopath. Yeah, and she was she, actually a narcissistic fucking sociopath. Psychopath, yes. Uh, she was smart and lying and playing it up and because no one knew of her involvement. And when you are you have no emotions or like yeah, I mean when you have that, you I don't know. Anyway. Carla, uh. Carla, <laughs> it's late and we're sleepy. Uh, so, uh. Uh. so Carla and her lawyer finally came forward to the prosecutors who were working on the murder case. And even though they didn't have enough evidence to conclusively arrest Paul, Carla agreed to testify against him for a more lenient sentence for her cooperation. Uh, during this time, the Bernardo's lawyer, Ken Murray, took ownership of the couple's former home and rented it to another couple. Um, but then the police warrants, uh, like their warrant for searching the house ran out and so they couldn't look in the house anymore. And so Paul told Ken about the tapes, um, and that he needed to go get them. Uh, so, uh, or... Yeah, so Ken went into the house, and the people who were leasing the house were like, just get anything having to do with this couple out of this fucking yeah, house. Seriously. Like, we, you know, who the fuck cares? So, Ugh, well, why would you want to live there? Uh, some people don't have a home. I know. They're like, oh man, this place was fucking cheap. Oh, they were murderers? Cool, I guess. Whatever. Oh, people? Okay. Whatever. Just days ago? Sure. Oh, especially <laughs> knowing now? Oh my god. Oh, God, especially what we're about to find out, knowing that you would... Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Anywho, 
So, um, like, okay, so Paul, or, uh, Paul was, like, guiding Murray through the house, and they found the incriminating videotape stashed in a light fixture in an upstairs bathroom. Mm. So imagine a bathroom you use every day, having 16, no, 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 it was, I think it was 20 tapes of them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, the little, little, like, back yeah, in the day, yeah. 90s, they were, like, little teeny VHSs that you would stick into a larger VHS, yeah, uh-huh. or you would stick it into your VH player. For for you millennials out there, um, I, if you don't know what a fucking VHS is, then go fuck yourself. Seriously. Um, so Murray hid the tapes for seventeen months, even though it is required by Canadian lawyers when they have possession of physical evidence to turn it over to the police. But he didn't, and Carla's plea deal went through. The prosecutors signed it, and there was nothing they could do once they actually found the tapes. And realized that she had been involved the entire wow. time. Wow. Yep. So her... So why did she have to get tried at all? How did they find out that she was a part no, of it? No, she did it So because she knew eventually that... Because she's like, well, fuck, I don't have the tape. So, like... Uh, and he knew that... You're just covering well, the tracks. Well, and he would always threaten to use it against her. Okay. And so she was like, fuck. So she uh, pled guilty to manslaughter. Uh-huh. Uh, to only receive 12 years of jail time with the possibility of parole after four. Um, Paul was found guilty and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Prison. Was it 25 to life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, but like I was telling you before, he, oh, th- yeah, he was considered a dangerous offender and he will spend the rest of his life in jail. Good. Yeah, he's, like, tried saying he's fine and they're like, no. 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 You're awful. Bye. Bye, Paul. And he lives in, uh, in the book, they're like, Paul lives out his days in, like, a 26 by 24 foot cell, 23 good. hours a day. Good. So he's, like, in solitary confinement. Yeah, good. He, like, was a fucked And is up Carla dude. already out? Or, like, almost out? Oh, yeah. This, this is almost, this is, it's gonna probably make you, it's gonna make you mad. It infuriated all of Canada, and we all know how nice Canadians are. Well, <laughs> and they were not pissed. these ones. No. So when it was finally brought to attention, um, it was too late because she had already had her deal and the prosecutor signed it. So, um, so eventually... she was only charged for manslaughter. Yep. She was only charged. Um, Not for the murder and rape of her own sister. Nope. And the only reason that the tapes came forward was because Murray felt super guilty. He ended up... Did he watch them? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was their lawyer. They made... They watched them in court for Paul's thing. Like, the jury had to watch mm. them. But, I mean, like, did Why he do watch them before in... he turned them in? Um, I'm guessing he was probably curious. I feel like that'd be a lot more fucked up to do, like, on your own watching them, like, by yourself than, like, in a courtroom with, like, you know? Honestly, if I want to be 100% with you, it really depends if they had that bigger VHS tape. Because if you don't have that big VHS tape yeah. to put, or the camera itself. Because otherwise, you can't watch that shit. It's not like Today Kids, yeah. where you have your iPhone and you just take a video right. and you can watch it immediately. This is even before, like, SIM cards. Yeah. This was, like... I mean, this was almost... It almost would have been easier if it had been when it was just stick of VHS tapes. Tape. Yeah. 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 So who knows? It might have, I bet I'm sure, I mean, he was their lawyer. He had to watch them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he ended up going to trial, but he was found no guilty. But people are still super salty towards Carla. And I would be yeah. too. 
Um, in, in prison, Carla received her bachelor's degree, and she threw several prison block parties, whatever the fuck those are. Um, okay. Canadian prison, like we said before, seems like college dorm life. Yeah, it seems very last. Um, and on July 4th, 2005, Carla was released and has since remarried and has three children. Um, she was given a bunch of, like, really crazy stipulations. She also tried changing her name. They wouldn't um, let her? And they wouldn't let her because it was too soon, but she has since changed her name. I don't know what it is right now because I don't want to say her husband's last name because he has nothing to do with these murders. He has to know, though. Oh, he 100% knows. And most recently, Carla has been in Canadian news. She lives in Quebec right now and... Quebec? No, it's Quebec. It's how, they, it's how it's pronounced. Oh. So, um, she's in Quebec and people are really mad at the school because she's been volunteering at, like, uh, like, like field trips and stuff and parents are really oh, unhappy. Oh, yeah. Yes. And while in prison, they were, or while, like, they were arrested, they were given, both Paul and Carla were given this, uh, psychology, or psychopathy, rather, um, test called the Hair Psychopathy Checklist, or the PCLR, and Carla scar scored very low, and Paul scored very high, and now I want to give it to you and see what, what your is this, score is. What is this, uh, testing for? This is checking to see what level of psychopathy you have. Okay. All right. So, this is Robert Hare's Psychopathy Checklist. Um, and you will just rate the question based on the trait that I'm going to say, uh, and you will either say often sometimes or not really. All right. So glib and superficial charm. And glib is like saying, like, like if someone says something dumb, you like automatically kind of say something kind right. of witty and belittling. Also, I've already done this test just so I'm not just like quickly answering. I just already have my answers. Um, and for <sighs> that one, I put... Sometimes. I was trying to keep it behind the curtain, Morgan, but Whatever. I guess they would be really proud of my math at the end. And when really I proud know. of my just like instant knowing. Well, yeah, true. True story, true story. So, yeah, grandiose. I would say sometimes for that one. Grandiose estimation of self. Sometimes. Yeah. I feel my damn self. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel my damn self after I contour <laughs> and I hit that highlight. I'm like, Who's this? Right. Who's she? We get it. Okay. okay. Maybe you should have put often, fucker. <laughs> Maybe you should have. Let's change that to often. <laughs> I think I'm changing that to often. For me? Yep. All right, fine. Often. So, I do highlight every day, so. Need uh, need for stimulation. Stimulation. Like you get bored often. often. Same um, path ADHD. Pathological lying. Sometimes. And I say sometimes because, like, when I was little, I lied to mom and dad about fucking everything without even blinking an eye and I feel bad saying that but like they were kind of strict and I had to lie about some stuff right. like if they were like did you drink a coke today I'd be like no okay absolutely not <clears throat> right <laughs> sugar ban is garbage so uh cunning and manipulative I had to help Morgan with this one because she is manipulative but not necessarily in a bad way I just like for things to go my way yeah, so Morgan's a psychopath. Just kidding. But you're not. I put I put often for that one, right? But yeah, which is fine. You're just, cunning. Cunning is smart. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't think cunning is bad at all. No. So lack of remorse or guilt. Uh, what number is that one? Six. Uh, sometimes. Shallow effect. Being superficial. Sometimes. Callous and lack of empathy. Sometimes. 
parasitic lifestyle, which means you're dependent on people because you're too lazy or you don't feel like it or you just like clamp onto someone else's life so you don't really have to have your own. Oh, well, I would say never for that. I don't clamp onto well, anyone's well, life. Well, but like being parasitic so you don't have to do things. I mean, I don't like calling the doctor for myself and I make mom and dad do that. So, yeah, so that's why you, you put sometimes. Or like I hate calling uh, like, pizza places yeah, so you I make, make Mike people, do it. Yeah, you are dependent on some things. Okay, so, I would, then, so sometimes. So poor, okay. We're all dependent on people sometimes, right? Exactly. Uh, ten is poor behavioral controls. Oh, yeah, I can. Uh, yeah. Sometimes? Uh, sometimes, said. sure. I'll say sometimes. I mean, I can control myself. Do you think it's often? No, because I can control myself, but there's sometimes that I can't. Okay, cool. So it's and sometimes, sometimes is the answer. Because I would say, like, it, like totally, like, lose my mind, uh, like, which is what I think they're thinking of. No. Or what are they, what do you Well, mean? I mean, just, like, I mean, it, it's, 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 this is a very subjective test. I would say sometimes with that one. Uh, sexual promiscuity. I would say often. Yeah, why not? Sisters doing it for themselves. Girls gotta wanna, gotta wanna fuck. And this is also like a, anyways. This is from the fucking forties. Uh, so early behavioral problems. Is that twelve? That is twelve. Oh yeah, often. Yeah. I was a not fun kid. Me and Morg were those ADHD kids you hear about. Um, well, and I was just defined as absolute. Fun. Oh, the most. Um, lack of realistic long-term goals. Sometimes. Yeah, I think that's... But I think that's just being called a dreamer. Yeah, I th yeah. Um, I'm not the only one. I mean, you may say no, I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. We were singing two completely songs. I know, I just love that song. Um, uh, impulsivity. What number is this? 14. Oh, often. I'm so impulsive with everything Same. I do. Same. Irresponsibility. Um, sometimes. Uh, failure to accept responsibility. Sometimes. Uh, Short-term relationships. Uh, yeah, it's probably an often thing. I'm not a big uh, long-term guy. Yeah, a long-term gal. Um, I have, same. but I it's not my rig. Uh, <laughs> your rig. <laughs> Morgan doesn't like to dab on long-term relationships. Uh, uh, juvenile delinquency. That was 18? 18. Uh, sometimes. Because I was like, I mean, I got in trouble as a kid, but I wasn't like a troubled kid, you know? No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, revocation of conditional release. This is when, when, this is one that I feel like you can't, it's specifically aimed towards people who have had like a psychological or some sort of mental illness because it basically means like have you or wanted... have been convicted and are in yeah, jail exactly like you've wanted to leave an institution but because you have not been re rehabilitated like you are told no right and so, so it's a never so you for have me. a never for you um i on the other hand have a sometimes because i have been to a treatment facility because i have horrible depression and i really really wanted to go home and they were like no um, criminal versatility, which just means, like, you commit very, like, multiple, like, different crimes. Right. Which we both put sometimes because marijuana is not legal in the state of Illinois. <laughs> and one of us may not have put sometimes. So, Morgan scored a oh. 25 out of 40. This is a three-point system. Uh, it's a 20-question, uh, test, and, uh, often you get two... Uh, two points sometimes is a one and not really is a zero. Right. 
So when you're in a 30 is in the psychopath range. Okay. So you're only a 25. I'm close. I, on the other hand, <clears throat> am a 32. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a total psychopath. That doesn't mean you're a murderer. Well, exactly. <laughs> okay. No, that's why I think this is bullshit. Because according to this, I am... Eileen Wernros is a 32 out of 40. <laughs> Ted Bundy was 39 out of 40. But I, but a lot. It's ve- it's very heavily heavily. Do you you think you think it's kind of bullshit? Don't you? Yeah. You think it's bullshit? I do. Well, Thank because God. like sexual sexualness shouldn't even be exactly in there. And the other one, because it's just it's bo- it's bogus. And I, maybe I'm just saying that because according to this test, I'm a hundred percent a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, hey, that's a better score than you got on your ACT. <laughs> fuck off. And that's why I hit uh, sometimes for number one. <laughs> what if What if I could have gotten into Harvard because I scored so well? I think Mike got, like, Mike got a thirty two on his ACT. Sometimes people are really smart. I think he got like a thirty at my highest. I'm lying. It was a twenty eight. I got a twenty six. <laughs> but fine. I didn't study because I was already in college. So according to this test, which thank God is heavily criticized, Carla isn't considered a psychopath. But I one hundred percent think lied. she is. Carla lied on Carla her answers. Lied. And you guys lied so I, Wait, what, what was Carla's score? Five. Fuck Carla. Fuck Carla. Carla's a lying bitch. Carla's a lying dumbass. She had to two the she had to at least put two for sexual promiscuity. Yeah. And you raped your sister. Yeah, and cunning and manipulative is also a two. That puts you at four, bitch. Yeah, lying um, sack of shit. Yeah, and she had a huge grandiose self-esteem. She, they talk, She talked a lot about her hair, Yeah, like we said before. So, yeah, she lied. But there are also, thankfully, um, other... Because, like, there are so many different theories amongst psychologists on uh, psychopathy and sociopathy. Um, so there is this one uh, type of psychopathy, like a theory called the uh, triarchic and uh, the tri... Archic conceptualization of psychotherapy, or psychopathy, rather, uh, and it focuses on dominant personalities, which Carla had. So, according to that one, which I read about, Carla's 100%. Oh, yeah. So, let's get to my number two, which is has a tie to uh, Carla, actually. Luca Magnetta, who is also known as Canadian Psycho, which is really weird because Paul Bernardo was obsessed with the book American Psycho. Oh, aren't we all? And if we look up at my wall just a little bit, we see the beautiful face of uh, uh, Christian, Christian Bale, Bale with blood all over it because I have an American Psycho poster on my wall. And then if we look slightly to the left, we can see the book of American Psycho. Yeah, it's kind of all over. Wait, I thought it was right in front of me. No, I, I keep all my. I just saw no, I have all my Brad Easton Ellis. All psycho over there. too. No, no, no. American Psycho. Oh right. That's Psycho, like uh, the Alfred Hitchcock. I knew I saw the word Psycho. You were right. You were right. You were right. So, um, uh, I just like to preface this story with I fucking hate this guy so much. Fuck this guy. I fuck hate this guy. Why does Luca Magnata sound like the name of like a superhero? It because he made it up. Luca Magnata was born in Ontario as Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. Eric. <laughs> Fucking Eric. Fucking Eric. Ugh, in uh, 1982. But legally, in 2006, he had his name changed to Luca Rocco Magnata. Kind of a is, tight name, Isn't there a wine called Magnata? 
Uh, I feel like maybe. you had a wine named Magnata once, and I was like, ew. But actually, I think... Prosecco. Yeah. No, I think he got Mionetta. his name after, a, like, a video game of, it like, sounds... a serial killer or something. Because oh. he was fucked up. Um, so when he was 21, he became a sex worker. He performed in pornographic films. He stripped, and he did a lot of escorting. He was obsessed with the way he looked and desperately wanted to become famous. He had really bad body dysmorphia. Was he attractive? Um, he was... I mean, yeah, he's a, he's good looking. I mean, like knowing typical what he's, good looking, whatever. If you don't know what he is capable of, right? Yes, other I can't look at him and see anything but a monster. But um, he had really bad body dysmorphia, and mm-hmm. he underwent lots of plastic surgery operations, and that doesn't make him a bad person. People huh. with di- body dysmorphia. It's a very serious condition. Um, and if you've got something that you absolutely wake up every day and hate about yourself, and you have the money, it. and you you have that money to do it, why exactly, not? go do it. I hate. I it like just it rubs me the wrong way when people talk negatively about get people who get plastic surgery. Like, why the fuck do you? Right. How does it affect you? Well, like I totally understand like women who get the surgery to have like their labias like trimmed. That's I mean that's scary. That's basically yeah, it's scary. But I understand it. I mean, oh, that yes, because well, yeah, because that I okay, I thought I was thinking of a different part of the vagina uh, as a whole, you know, but no, I understand that. Yeah, because they get it's very painful it's for super them, uncomfortable. So yeah, of I course, imagine, yeah. And like people who have yeah, it's plastic surgery is treated as something as something for people very vain, but like if you fucking I think recently it's it's become less of that. Though. I think so too, thankfully, but I still don't like it when people are like, oh, so-and-so had a nose. It's like, who fucking cares? Right, who cares? They That's what they chose to spend their money on. Like, who fucking cares? Right. Who fucking cares? Money business. Uh, so he auditioned for several TV shows, uh, reality shows, uh, rather, including one about plastic surgery, and he didn't get the job because they felt he, like, had, they, like, were like, we think you have mental problems yeah i mean that's like when you do like reality tv they make you take like a, a like a like a psychology like a, type yeah test. they make you take like something like oh, that oh fuck well they would have found out a lot of shit about him so but maybe they did that that maybe might be lied. why because a lot of these people um like said that he just kind of rubbed them the wrong way yeah um there's people like that out there that just everyone doesn't like Yep, and he also tried out for a dating show about bisexuals. Uh, he tried doing was multiple it, uh, jobs. Was it Shot at Love with Tila Tequila? No. <laughs> do you remember I that show? I it was do. around this time, like 2007, 2008? It was, but it... 2009, maybe, is when that happened? It, it was not, though. How do you know? Because they, you can, like... Because he and no. Tila Tequila actually sound like they'd be a good couple, but she's fucking crazy, too. Tila Tequila... She's batshit. She thinks the Earth is flat. She's, like, on a mission to prove that the Earth is flat. It's not just, like, she thinks it, like, she is down for figuring it out. She was like, I'm going to drive until I fall off the earth just to prove it to everyone. It's like, cool, you know, you're going to hit water at some point, Eventually you're going to hit water and that doesn't make the world... And then you're just going to be on water for a while and then you're going to eventually end up where you started, you dumb piece of shit. I don't get... I don't get it. She's so... It's so crazy on... She's fucking bonkers. I don't know what happened to her. But I did love that show. Same. Oh, yeah. We all... We all... We all fell for it. Um... But yeah, like, casting agents were always just like, yeah, Not no about thanks. It. So then he started rumors that he had dated So Carla at this time Humulka. he was he was uh, working as a sex worker, you said, He was correct? a sex worker, yeah. He did a lot of escorting. Mm-hmm. Um, with men... He did a lot of, like, um... So he gay, was bisexual. He was bi, yeah. He's bi. Um, and he did a lot of, like, gay-for-pay type mm-hmm. porn. Um, oh, because he, he was bisexual. Porn. 
Cool. Yeah, he did porn. He stripped. So basically, he made up fake profiles and made up a fake profile that said that he and Carla had dated. Um, hmm. And this was around... Just like get notoriety or whatever? Notoriety, yeah. And this was maybe in like 2010. And I think at this time she was in... No, she just recently moved to Quebec. I don't know. She so was she in, was already out? She been, oh, yeah. She was 100% out. Um, and I think someone, I think like her younger sister uh, testified at his trial saying that, but she had, she changed her name, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, but so, and then he like tried suing basically himself for defamation, uh-huh. saying that he was tied to Carla Homolka and saying that he was like, cause he like, uh, had to, like, file for bankruptcy, like, he, because, like, he had so many plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, he had over 100 Facebook profiles, 20 other registered websites, all in which he claimed to be different people. He also had two... So he's a catfish boy. Yeah, he's a catfish. No, he's, like, the, a 100% a catfish. Yeah. Like, the worst catfish Catfish and even Max when you need him. Fucking He was catfish. also... On a white supremacist website and was specifically racist towards Chinese people. Remember that. Um, This was around the time that gross up videos were becoming really popular. A la Two Girls, One Cup, One Guy, One Jar, Shake That Bear, Fudge Church. What? I've only seen Two Girls, One Cup. That is the only time in my entire life that a video has made me gag. I thankfully heard that that was fake. Um, it's not fake. I mean, they were just pushing something else out of their ass. Exactly. Which it's, is it's not poop. It's still, still fucking gross. not something I'm trying to drink. It's basically like an ice cream enema. Enema. Yeah. I'm not trying to drink anyone's enema. I don't want anything that's been up in someone's body. Ugh. It's so and gross. Don't lie. I, and I'm ashamed, but I showed you shake that bear. No, you didn't show me. You just told me about it, and I looked up pictures, but I haven't oh. watched the video. Right. Okay. And then three guys, one hammer, which is actually fucked up because it's these three dudes and they kill another dude with a hammer and yeah. it's fucked up and they're in jail forever. Thank you. That, Cause that happened in America, right? No, that happened in like, um, the Ukraine. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Don't film yourself killing someone. You idiots. No, you dumb piece of shit. So Luca, saw, uh, seeing the reception that these videos were receiving started making his own and I'm not going to describe them because they involve animal cruelty. Mm. When I, <gasps> When I heard about oh, them... Was this the one where he crushed yeah, no, 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 no. the kitten with his boots? I'm not... Boot? No. that But crushing is a real one. thing. It's really fuck. No, those are like... People like jerk... People are fucking monsters. I this want is, a hug Tuesday. I know, right. No, that's why I'm not going to get into it because it's I... a real bummer. Well, the first time I heard it, I like started hysterically, uncontrollably crying. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about those details if you mm-hmm. want to know them. That's totally fine. I don't care. Um, and you can look them <laughs> up judge. and know them. Uh, but I... Can I, you tell me I'm later? But, um, yeah, I guess. Just uh, when we're walking downstairs when you're walking yeah, into sure. my car? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, it's only, like, almost one o'clock while we're walking <laughs> to your car. I'll tell you all this horrible, Which horrible animal cruelty that I don't want to tell... I don't want our podcast listeners to know. Uh, just because I probably would start crying about it. Mm. Um... And I know you would. Um, yeah. So animal rights groups took huge notice. And one of uh, the groups, they tried figuring out who it was so that they could report him. Mm-hmm. They offered a $5,000 reward for And what was anyone. he just posting the shit on YouTube? 
Um, he was posting them on Facebook, and then he would oh. post them on this one Oh, because he had all these fake profiles. Yes. And then they would get taken down, and then he would put them up again. On different profiles. Yeah, and then there's also all these sites called, like, Best Gore, and all yeah. those, like, gore websites where people post that kind of stuff, because that's where, like, Two Girls, One Cup was. It was oh. all of these, like... And, like, Goatsy. You've seen Goatsy. Ugh, you and Mike forced me to see Goatsy, and now I can't ever not see Goatsy You could sue us. <laughs> One of my friends once told me that they sent a picture of Goatsy to an old shitty boss. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> good Names in uh, whatever do will be not, hidden for the guilty. Yeah, don't as, tell uh, them. Face said. Yeah, that is 100% illegal to do. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, Albert Fish-level stuff. Fuck that person. Fuck so, Goatsy, dude. Fuck Goatsy. But, like, honestly, Google Is Goatsy. Goatsy real? Goatsy's, Goatsy's real. That's real? That's real. Goatsy's real. I thought I was with a fake I mean, you could and... definitely Photoshop Holly showed Goatsy. me this picture the other day, and it was, like, someone's fingers that had been, like, decaying, and it fucked me up so bad. And by the other day, I mean, this was, like, over a month ago, and I'm still thinking about it every day. We were at an Olive Garden. Well, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> No, we weren't. We weren't at an all... Oh. You showed me that in front of Grandma? No. No, because I was trying no. to tell you that that little... No, we were, like, walking out of Grandma's retirement home. No, you showed me no. in front of everyone when I was packing. No, we. I showed you when we were walking out of the retirement home because you were trying <sighs> to tell me that, like, pe like, people don't get scared of little dots or, like, little holes. Oh, right. So, during... All this time, Luca was living in London and met with a British journalist for The Sun and told him that he had made all these animal cruelty videos. You told him? Yeah, you told him. And the guy then contacted Scotland Yard, but they said they couldn't do anything because it happened out of their jurisdiction. Ugh. So what happens next could have possibly been prevented if police would just work together a little better? Yeah. I mean, they don't even work well together, like, from county to county. I, this is Maybe Canada. now. Well, Canada. Well, and other countries don't work together very yeah. well either, and it's they should. Um, so this is when it gets really fucking bad, and I'm gonna try to tell this as respectfully as possible yeah. because I want to respect this man. Uh, I want to respect Lin June's family as much as I possibly can. Um, in 2012, Magnata posted on Craigslist for a guy to come over to make a movie. 34 year old Lin June, who was a Chinese exchange uh, student. Uh, Agreed, and he went over. He was uh, studying engineering at Concordia, Concordia rather University. And remember the thing about Luca not liking mm -hmm. Chinese people? He put in the ad that he wanted someone mm -hmm. who was Chinese. Um, Magnata then proceeded Ugh. to film an 11-minute video, which he called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. In the video, he mutilates June's body... I, I wrote in my notes that at, at this point I was feeling fucking sick. I feel sick now. Um, Magnata stabs June multiple times. Did you times. watch it? I, yeah. I, not, I, like, skipped, I mean, I fucking You'd feel horrible it before, about it. right? No, I hadn't. I think um, I'd heard, I don't know if I'd even heard. You I, watched it? I have seen parts of it. Well, uh, it just sucks. It really it's really fucking bad. And, um, it really ruins this one, um... Oh, fuck. I forget which song So he just is. stabs him a bunch with the ice pick? He pick, he stabs him with an ice pick about a hundred times. Uh -huh. He decapitated him, uh, cut off one of his legs. For, like, he used... He cut off one of his arms. He used the hand to jerk himself off. Mm -hmm. He performed necrophilia. All on tape? Uh, oh, yeah. All on tape. Um, uh, and his face is in the tape? No, he has his, he has his face covered... 
but there is a Casablanca, because June was strapped down to a bed. He was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I've read reports that he was dead before any of this happened, which I fucking hope so. How? From, from... Just from being drugged. and oh, that well, like And then he killed so. him beforehand. That's I a hope way so better way his, to go out. For him, his, like... Ugh, I can't even imagine. So, um... He also cut off pieces of flesh, which he reported eating, amongst other things that I'm not going to mention. And like I said, you can look them up yourself. He uploaded the video to the site I said before, which is Bestcore, um, which I don't suggest ever going to. Nope, um, never gonna. Don't go there. Um, is that the one they go to in the new season of American Horror they Story? They do. Yep. Yeah, that's why that part fucked me up so much. Because yeah. she literally showed him this. And oh, were, it was this video? Basically. I mean, okay. I think I think it was probably supposed to be Three Based Guys, on One Hammer. Yeah. Um, that's what it looked like. Well, it looks like a dude me. being stabbed in the neck. I mean, it looked like they were... Uh, to me, it looked like someone attacking. A, yeah. Like a bunch of people attacking one person. Yeah. But, I mean, that just could have been what I was projecting. So this one was just all him killing this one dude. Yeah, it okay. was just all in this it room. It wasn't multiple people. It was to this one song that I, for, I didn't want to write down. I think I wrote it down, but then I didn't. I felt bad for the band and didn't want to say the name of the song because I didn't want to ruin it for anyone. Um, Maybe I'll play it at the end of the episode, but I feel like that's really disrespectful. I think the band is called New Faith. I don't know. It's a shitty New Wave song. So um, he uploaded it to Best Score. Like I said, don't go there. Uh, and it was up for 10 days eventually before being taken down. So even stuff on Best Score gets taken down? Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Maybe because... Well, because I, I think it, cause it showed him actually killing someone because it shows usually... It's really mostly... People, uh, like, hurting themselves well, accidentally? No. Well, it's people who have died, and it's mostly... Brazil must have very, very open... Like, a very open government to, like, um, like forensic... Like, for, like, pictures or uh-huh. something... It's just basically dead bodies. And it's, like, dead bodies that, like, a lot of people in Brazil, like, get fucking caught up with drug shit. And so they get murdered. It's bad. Like I said, don't fucking go to that website. Um, Five days later, Magnata mailed a foot and a hand of uh, Lin Jun to the Canadian Parliament. And he also mailed a hand and a foot to two different elementary schools. What a fucking douche. Yeah. By the, the time pictures of this guy, yeah, I want to see what he looks like. I'll show. Do you want me to show you after? Oh, you want yeah, to see him later. right now? I'll look later. Okay. Um. By the time the Trey's police, a pussy. um, you'll think that when you see his face, he he has. Oh, I fucking hate. His I'm gonna face. Google it now. Keep talking. I want to cool. see what his stupid face looks like. Okay, he has a dumb, stupid face, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, he has the dumbest face." I bet so. So by the time the police had figured out it was Magnata and searched his apartment. They found human remains, bloody clothes, papers that had belonged to June, and there was a surveillance video for uh, Magnata's apartment showing June uh, entering the lobby on May 24th, 2012. Ew. Yeah, isn't he disgusting? Fuck him. And that's a good picture of him. Look at ones where he has, like, blonde fucking hair. He's disgusting. His eyebrows are terrible. And all, like, all, you know, all of that. And um, then this is the guy. Yes. Sad. And like, you know, all of that reality stuff I was telling you about, you can watch those videos of those interviews online. Damn. Yeah. He's fucked up. I hate him so much. Um, 
at this point, though, uh, Magnata had fled to Europe, and he was eventually found in an internet cafe. Uh, and he told them, you got me, which is basically verbatim what Ted Bundy said when he was finally apprehended. Because you just know. You're like, there's just, a point where you're like, I can't believe I've gotten away with it for this long. Like, I think good work. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think I think Jeffrey Dahmer said the same thing. And it's a weight off your shoulders to no. finally realize you don't ever have. Well, of course, no. in a, dip, a new thing is happening, but it's a weight off your shoulders to never have to be afraid that you're going to get caught again. Well, I think that was probably 100 percent the case for Jeff and Ted. Well, Jeff definitely Jeff. Definitely he felt Jeff. So bad about it. Ted yeah. was trying to fucking get out of jail until the, the day time, he yeah. was. And this guy would have continued... This guy would have become, like, a huge serial killer had he not been caught. Yeah. And he said, you got me, like, in a fucking jerk way. way. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I fucking hate him. Now that you've seen his face, can't you just, like, picture... Him. Don't you fuck... Yeah. Um, he was arrested for first-degree murder, committing an indignity to a dead body, publishing obscene material... Mailing obscene material. That's what your friend could get. Uh, <laughs> and criminally harassing the Canadian Prime Minister. Yeah, Prime Minister ain't nobody to fuck with. Um, at the preliminary hearing, Magnata pled non-guilty, but at the actual trial he... Uh, or no, at the preliminary hearing, I'm sorry, he pled guilty, but at the actual trial he pled not guilty by means of insanity, mm-hmm. saying he wasn't responsible due to have mental health issues. Um, but... Please tell me they didn't take uh, that. They had, uh, there was a very good defense for good. the Crown. They argue, or the uh, prosecutors, rather, um, for the Crown. Um, the defense argued that Magnata was in a psychotic state at the time and wasn't aware of his actions. And then the prosecution argued that the murder was premeditated because he po- fucking posted a Craigslist ad and Luca had full mental capacity capacity for understanding what he was doing during Mm -hmm. the time of his murder. Oh, yeah. He was found guilty on all charges and sentenced to life with the possibility of parole in 25 years. Which I'm assuming he will not get. I fucking hope not. He was diagnosed with having antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. What is histrionic personality disorder? Histrionic histrionic personality disorder is when you want to make something of yourself. Like, you want... Like you want, uh, like you, it's so important to you that you get famous. Yes, exactly, okay. and that is what he had. Damn, that it, every I know single who have that. yeah, everyone who was a Vine, uh, quote unquote, celebrity yeah. had the most histrionic personality disorder. America's national disorder is narcissistic. Probably same thing goes for the guy I was talking about, the one who was like the Dexter killer. I'm sure he had histrionic personality disorder. Oh, I'm sure. You just want to make yourself a part of history, basically, is what that means. Yes, you want to make a name for yourself, and you, but to be infamous, and yeah, but like when you're not talented, the only way to do that is by murdering someone. Exactly, and being a huge fucking asshole. Um, and antisocial. Like this, all of his things I think were mostly based off of the DSM, um, and uh, and in the DSM I think like antisocial personality disorder and all of these kind of things like all of them like it makes you a psychopath, right? That kind of stuff. Because like Ted was Ted had antisocial, and it's not being antisocial like you think like an emo kid. Right. It's antisocial like you physically, your brain cannot doesn't understand social situations. Right. 
So again, like I said, Canadian prisons are nice as fuck. Um, if you look at pictures of Luca now, it literally, like he has like posters all over his wall. Ugh. He can wear whatever he wants. He uses the internet and he has that fucking uh, prison fuck date, like grinder for prison people. What was it? What was it called? You said? Oh, I, I don't know what the name is called. Yeah, but he had that um, too. He and someone? he met a guy who's in the same uh, institution that he's in, and um, he was engaged, and and he was allowed to get married with the stipulation that they're not allowed to consummate the marriage, which means fuck. Yeah. Uh, but as we've learned from all these other stories, it's very easy to convince guards and get to have sex with people. Yeah. Um, they want to watch sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Gross. I didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to get married June 26th to Anthony Jolin, who's a fellow inmate, but I don't know, I couldn't find any information regarding whether or not they had been married. And it makes me really mad, and I hope he never gets parole, and I hate him forever. Yeah, he sucks dick. Everyone sucks dick in these episodes. All of these people, well, I mean, it's, it's just your, it's just Vincent Lee, where you're kind of just like, I don't even know. Because, yeah. I mean, he literally, I mean, he had schizophrenia. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a, I don't fucking know situation, but like, it just, like, Carla, 100% psychopath. Paul, 100% psychopath. This fucking Dexter pussy. Dexter pussy. Luca. So loser. Such. Yeah. So that's been the Sisters Grim podcast. We love Yikes. you guys. We're so sorry we, we said love such. You. I, I mean, I. This was, a, this was a hard one, you guys, but next week's going to be a little bit lighter. It's going to be lighter. We are slowly edging into October, even though it's been in the 90s this whole fucking week in Chicago. God damn, it's been hot. It is so hot right now because we have to have the AC off and I'm dying. Yeah, so let's end this episode so we can turn that uh, cool, cool air back yeah, on. Yeah, so I can turn my super cold air on. Y'all know where to follow us and stuff by now. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly know how to find it. But, uh, you know, we're the Sisters Grim podcast pretty much across the boards except for Twitter, in which we are the Sisters... Or Just no. Sisters Grim pod. We're Sisters Grim pod. Follow us. Do all that shit. We love you very much. Like and subscribe and, you know, leave little reviews. We love that. Yeah. Let us know if at any point you had bile coming up into your throat during this episode because I sure did while researching. I don't know about you. Uh, you know, reading stuff doesn't fuck me up as much as, like, seeing it. Well, and that's why that test is bullshit, because apparently I'm Alien Wernos-level psychopath. Alien Wernos? Yeah, Alien Wernos. The Alien Wernos. She was a gray. <laughs> she was very small. She All right, was a so tall gray. Fuck off. So, goodbye! Bye, y'all. Shout out. I don't know. Bye.